0: What is that noise? I don't know. That was weird. weird. Okay. Well,
1: I'll just crap all all this out. (laughs) It's Robert.
0: Oh, God. Maybe I'll leave it in then. (laughs) All right. This is Histories
1: and Mysteries. I'm one of your hosts, Ashley, and this is Jessica. And on today's episode, Ashley will be talking about Henry VIII, which I'm pretty excited to hear about because I just know that he killed a lot of of his wives. (laughs) So I don't know (laughs) what else about him other than that. So I'm fascinated to hear what's happening with that. And I'm going to be covering Robert the Doll. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, if you don't want to be haunted, don't listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen to my part. Although, I'm fine so far. <laughs> yes, listen to Ashley's, but I mean, I did the research, and I'm fine so far, so I think it'll be okay. <laughs> so I have to say, I don't know anything
0: about Robert the Doll, and even um, a couple of podcasts that have done it, one of them being And That's Why We Drink, when and did their story they said at the beginning like hey you know some people get sick even from hearing this and I definitely skipped that story well too bad for you this time <laughs> can't skip it this have time hear it directly and I have to exactly. hear it twice since I do the editing
1: <laughs> have fun <laughs> are you alone tonight Nope,
0: nope, I am not. Uh, That's good. Me neither. <laughs> so, we started a TikTok. So, if any of you want to find us, we're just histories and mysteries on TikTok. We give you little like sneak peeks of our coming stories. Um, I post some different things in there, some fun fact Fridays. I did a first day of fall. Um, so, if you would like to follow us on TikTok, Please find us, look us up. We're there. We've only got like 12 followers so far, but we're we're racking them up day by day. <laughs> That's better
1: than nothing. It's one week out. So yes, true. So we're very excited about it. It's fun. I figured out what the weird sound was. What? It was my um, it was my CD-ROM drive for some reason it decided it wanted to open. Oh. And my microphone was in the way, so it was making some funky noises. Oh. Fascinating. That's
0: never happened. <laughs> <laughs> so last week's episode, we talked you talked about the black eyed kids. And yeah, when right. I was editing it, I kept having these like weird electronic sounds would come through and then I would go back to repeat them and it wouldn't do it it was really weird oh that's so creepy <laughs> I know I don't like it so I'm wondering if anything will happen when I'm editing
1: this one <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird oh my goodness I don't like that at all and didn't, didn't you think like that there was either. like a black-eyed kid at your door
0: oh my dog started barking so I couldn't sleep that night I woke up at like actually I don't think I ever went to sleep and so around 5 a.m. I'm like you know what my husband got up for work here I had already left I was still up I was like I'm not gonna fall asleep I'm just gonna get up and edit the podcast so it's still dark out I'm by myself my husband's at work (laughs) and my dog started growling and barking and I about peed my pants (laughs) but come to find out the neighbor's dog was out and was playing and barking and so that's what
1: she was barking at
0: but I was like I swear to god if my doorbell rings right now
1: (laughs) never answering the door ever again
0: well and I was right at the part where you were talking about the story where the black eyed kid showed up at that guy's house at like 6 in the morning and it was like (laughs) 5 in the morning I was like oh my gosh (laughs)
1: Oh, that's too funny.
0: So my my story this week is not very scary. I mean it's scary in the way of he murdered lots of people, but (laughs) it's not like super scary. But I got my sources from Ancient History Encyclopedia, The History Channel, Good Old Wikipedia, Biography.com, and History Extra.
1: So I like History Extra. Did you subscribe? I did not. Oh, you should use my login next time I'm subscribed to it. Oh, okay. Perfect. I subscribe because of the podcast. Gotcha. So
0: I would like to kind of preface this by saying that I've always been really fascinated with this time period. The Catholic-Protestant War just fascinates me and kind of how the politics behind it kind of really pushed this war ahead. Um, But, and I've talked about it two other times on this podcast, I'm telling you. If you haven't seen The Tudors, you have got to watch yeah. it. It's so good. And it's, like, what really made me interested in Henry VIII. And it's pretty historically accurate. Like, obviously, you know, the conversations aren't. But they follow it pretty historically throughout. And um, Jonathan rhys is...
1: <sighs> well, I mean, it's not very historically accurate because he's not as attractive as Jonathan
0: well, he's not as attractive as Jonathan, but he was very attractive in his day. So, it was a good casting. And the um, the last season of it, I felt kind of rushed it. Um, but I think that's when Jonathan started really having problems with alcohol. And so, I think they were trying to get this series done. Um, so, they kind of rushed through yeah. the last season. But it's still really good. So... But if you're not a huge fan of history or Henry VIII, it doesn't if it doesn't sound like your cup of tea, I'm telling you you got to give it a chance. His real life story is crazy. It's it's just like a soap opera. It's great. So, we're going to get into it.
1: So, it's a good thing they made it kind of like a soap opera.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's totally a soap opera. I think it was like originally a Showtime or HBO or something series. There's a lot of sex in it. So, Probably not, like, a family-friendly show, I should say, but it's real good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got Henry Cavall oh, Cavill? Was that how you say it? Cavall? I think so. Kevin, yeah.
1: <sighs> Henry Cavill. Cavill, yeah. He's oh, in it. He's gorgeous. I adore him. I just watched the, um, that Enola Holmes movie. Oh, yeah. And is it good? He's playing Sherlock. and, Uh... uh I feel like it was, like, a weird, um, like, sequence of events, not just, like, I felt like it was kind of rushed, like, it should have okay. been, I think it was, like, a two-hour movie, but, like, I just feel like it, like, I don't know, the whole thing of the movie was, like, her trying to find her mom, and then she got sidetracked in the middle of it, and then, like, the last 15 minutes, she, like, saw her mom, like, you know, so, yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah uh, so, but gotcha. henry cavill as sherlock holmes oh oh my goodness. Oh.
0: oh well, one and this one he's that. in like period clothing so super sexy and you get to see his butt so <sighs> <laughs> okay so henry was never meant to be king he was the second son and therefore he obviously took a back seat to his older brother um his older brother's name was Arthur, and he was married, Arthur was married to Catherine of Aragon from Spain at the age of 15. So remember that all this stuff happened back in the 1500s, so getting married that young was quite normal. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, Arthur died about six months after their wedding of the sweating disease. Um, I kind of googled what that was, and I don't think there's really like, I didn't really see like a modern day equivalent to it. So I'm not really sure what it was, but that's what he died of. Um,
1: I have
0: So <laughs> you have a <the> sweating disease? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Honestly, I like sweat like a mofo and then I feel like I'm allergic to my own sweats. I get all like rashy. Oh gosh. Yeah.
0: That sucks. So you yeah. are going to die soon of sweating disease.
1: Yeah, that's why I hate working out, because then I sweat like crazy, and then I get like all itchy and rashy, and it just sucks. (laughs) That sounds awful.
0: All right, so Henry VII, their father, wanting to keep the alliance with Spain, had his second son, Henry VIII, marry Catherine, the one that was previously married to his brother, who insisted that her marriage to Arthur was never consummated. And she was therefore free to marry again in the eyes of the church.
1: And this is very important to remember for down the road. Wait. Their marriage wasn't consummated? Yeah, her and Arthur's. But they were, but they were together for six months? are you supposed to get that shit done right away? So, <laughs> they had a... <laughs> they had
0: a bedding ceremony. Um, but they said that she swears up and down that it was never consummated and Catherine was very religious. And so I cannot see her lying about that, but I don't know. I mean, they were only 15 and he was very sick almost their whole marriage. So Mm -hmm. who knows, but this will come into question in a little bit. Um, And poor Catherine had a pretty rough go of it. Her father wanted her to stay in England but there was some courtly unrest, um, and then her mother passed away, so she was just kind of like stuck in limbo. Um, and once he was able to voice his opinion, Henry the Eighth said he didn't want to marry her, but he didn't really have a choice. So here she is, stuck in England. They want her to marry Henry the Eighth. He doesn't want to. She can't really go home. There's like some unrest going on in the court that she's in, and she's just kind of like sitting there, like, oh, okay. Or girl. Um, I don't know. So finally Henry the Seventh passed, and Henry the Eighth took the stage as King of England at the age of seventeen. Wow. Um, when he took the throne, he told he announced that he would marry Catherine because it was his father's dying wish. And at this point, Catherine was twenty-three. So Not too much older than him, but back in the day, that was enough um, for, not to be a scandal, but just kind of like, oh. And it's so funny because it is known that she was older than him, and I always thought she was, like, really, like, a lot older than him, and they even, the actress that they have cast for her in the Tudors is quite a bit older than Jonathan Ray's Myers, and so I was picturing this, like, middle-aged woman, and she's only 23! (laughs)
1: That's crazy, but
0: yeah, so when they got married, Henry was very athletic. He was taller than six feet. Um, he was known to be very handsome and charismatic. People liked him. He was um pretty intelligent. He liked to write poetry and sing songs, and he actually released a song that was really popular throughout the kingdom. Um, so he was kind of kind of a stud in his day. That's weird. <laughs> and Catherine and Henry obviously started to try to have children because that was, you know, the main job of the queen is to provide an heir. And unfortunately, they conceived three stillborn children um mm-hmm. and then one son who died a few weeks after birth and finally a baby girl named Mary Woo-hoo. who we all know as Bloody Mary. I'll talk about her next week. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Um, I'll, I'll get to her a little bit later, but she's an interesting character. So, um, all in all, their marriage was pretty civil. I know that Catherine would often talk about, you know, um, uh, political things. I was good to think of the word. <laughs> um, they would often talk about, like, political things, and she wasn't one to be silent. She was devoutly Catholic. Um, and she raised her daughter Mary to be Catholic as well. Um, but, and, and I think in some way Henry really did respect Catherine for a while. They were married for, um, a few years and all in all people said it was pretty civil, pretty happy. You know, they had, Obviously, they had marital relations since they had, you know, all those stillborns and miscarriages. So I think it was altogether just a pretty amical marriage for the time. That's good. Um, Yeah, but Henry did take mistresses, um, which was pretty common back in the day for the king to take mistresses. And Catherine was able to look the other way. But one of these mistresses got pregnant by Henry, and had a son. Ooh. Yeah, so he has this son by a mistress. He immediately claims him. Um, He doesn't illegitimate. He's legitimate, um, and he is raised pretty wealthy and well-off. So we fast forward. So Henry's 34 now. Um, so he's been married to Catherine since he was 17. He's now 34. He's been doing a lot of the, like, battle He-Man stuff, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm awesome, and, um, from what I've read, you know, most kings were pretty full of themselves, but I think Henry was was feeling himself pretty well, so... A little small man complex. <laughs> well, he was taller than six foot, so he wasn't really small, but...
1: not talking about his height you wackadoodle
0: (laughs) (laughs) well we don't know that (laughs) (laughs) why not Um, (laughs) i don't talk about that in the history book jessica
1: well maybe they should make it more interesting (laughs) i'm just kidding kidding. his his life is very fascinating without his penis size (laughs) yeah i bet it was small probably okay. makes sense <laughs> yeah
0: but he was very i think he was pretty full of himself you know he was basically pampered his whole life and he was winning a lot of these battles and the people loved him and he was kind of like a heartthrob He could get whatever woman he wanted um but his wife was not giving him the son but he had a son so he knew he could have a son And so it was obviously Catherine's fault, right? Yes, obviously. I say that while rolling my eyes. (laughs) (laughs) So one of his mistresses was Anne Boleyn's sister. And when he met Anne Boleyn, things kind of changed forever. And... I know that Anne kind of gets a bad rap for kind of being, like, slutty or, you know, conniving, but bitch worked with what she had. I mean, back in the day, women were not going to amount to much. You know, they couldn't do much. And she found a way to make the king of England divorce his wife when divorce wasn't even a thing And become queen. Like, I don't know. I think she's pretty badass, but... That is pretty dope. Yeah, so King Henry was used to getting everything he wanted, especially with women. But Anne Boleyn was like, nah, I am not going to sleep with you. I'm not going to be your mistress. I saw what happened to my sister. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to sleep with you unless I am your wife. I am not going to be your mistress. What happened to her sister she was just like disgraced you know uh, after being the you know being with the king and you know no man wants to touch you after that because you're not clean anymore yeah and so she didn't want that and i know for a at a time um she even left the court for like a year to get away from the situation and people so there's two schools of thought on ambolin One was that she knew exactly what she was doing. She was worming and twisting her way in. And one that she really was trying to rebuff his advances and not give in because he was married and she didn't know what would happen. I like to think she was conniving and twisting her way through because it makes her so much more interesting, I think. But. Yeah. um, So. During this year that she was gone from court, they were writing love letters back and forth, and they have Henry's. They don't have hers, but they have Henry's, and they're pretty mushy. Um, And, you know, she held out, and she said, I am not going to do this. So Henry wanted to figure out a way to get an annulment from his marriage from Catherine because he thought with his penis. Like most men. (laughs) yeah exactly so henry wanted to get out of his marriage and he got in his head that catherine wasn't conceiving in a male heir because god was punishing him because he married his brother's wife and in the bible under leviticus it says if a man takes his brother's wife it is severe, severe defilement and he has disgraced his brother they shall be childless Wow. But the question is, did he really think that this was the case, or was he just an easy way for him to get out of marriage? Because he did have a child with Catherine. It
1: just was a girl. Exactly. And he had another child with another mistress, so.
0: Yeah, exactly. So either way, he latched onto this idea, and he believed that the Pope would annul his marriage because it was wrong in the eyes of God, is what he said. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so he started working with the cardinal at the time, to kind of help him get his case together and appeal to the Pope. During this time, he eventually took away the Queen's rooms uh, and sent her away. He was just like, you know what? Bye. And then gave (laughs) the rooms to Anne.
1: What in the world?
0: Yeah, so he just kicked Catherine out, gave the rooms to Anne. um, And... (sighs) She knew and wasn't a dummy. I mean, she was educated, she was very well educated for women of the time. She knew that Henry could get a divorce and she could earn an annulment and she could be queen if the Protestant religion was the Church of England and not Catholicism.
1: Oh, my goodness!
0: So she started to, yeah, so she started to speak to Henry of the Protestant religion. Um, and Henry had a couple advisors that were, um, protestant or like protestant sympathists so they really liked this sympathists that's not a word sympathizers there we go (laughs) (laughs) and they really liked this idea too so they kind of started talking about the protestant religion as well um now mind you at this time england was deeply deeply entrenched in the catholic church and the pope Henry was a deeply religious, believing that God appointed him as king and even wrote a book attacking Martin Luther and his church for the Protestants, earning him the title of Defender of the Faith from the Pope. So, very involved in the Catholic Church. And Henry believed that the Pope would grant him his annulment and everything would be fine. And, um, you know, he wouldn't have to come to that. But it was just kind of bad timing because Catherine's nephew who was at this time the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V, was against this idea. And they had taken over Rome. And so the Pope was kind of at their mercy. So he kind of had to do what they said. Um, So he decided that he would not grant Henry's wish, um, which was basically telling a spoiled child no. So... Henry threw a fit and put the cardinal that was helping him on trial for treason. And the poor guy died in jail waiting his trial. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know. And in I don't know much about um, Cardinal Wolseley, but in the Tudors, they don't make him out to be a great guy. He seems very corrupt. And I think he was pretty corrupt at the time um but still that's not really a great reason to
1: die no like a toddler being told no exactly uh-huh. so
0: henry appointed a new cardinal which, which i would not want to be that guy i'd be like no thank you um but this new cardinal said hey you shouldn't have to answer to the pope you're the king and henry was like dude You're so right. So Henry declared himself head of the Church of England. Oh, my God. He's like, you know what? England's going to have its own church. I'm going to be head of it. So no one is above me but God.
1: Yep. Small man complex.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. During this time, he married Anne in a secret ceremony. Um, Mind you, he was still married to Catherine.
1: So, did Anne not know this, or? No, she knew. Oh. But she wanted to be queen. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, he married Anna in a secret ceremony, and then four months later, his marriage was officially annulled to Catherine by Thomas Cranmer, um, the archbishop that was appointed by Henry. Then, with the passing of the Act in Restraints of Appeals... Um, it was saying that that was the act saying that Henry was the head of the church. Catherine couldn't appeal. Who do you appeal to? Henry. He's the head of the church now. Not going to matter. (laughs) So yeah. So she couldn't appeal. The annulment was finalized. Her daughter Mary was declared illegitimate and she was stripped of her title.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. At this point, Henry also started tearing down the monastery, the Catholic monasteries throughout the throughout England, and taking their wealth for himself. So um, I don't think, I think the Catholic monasteries were pretty corrupt at this time, so I think they were pretty wealthy, and so he was taking all their wealth and just lining his own pockets with it. Understandable. Um, and poor Catherine, this lady... She was shifted around from house to house, unable to see her daughter ever again. That was, like, one of Henry's punishments to her for not accepting the annulment um, until, like, she wouldn't just say, yeah, that's fine, and walk away. Like, he had to go through all of that, you know, because she wouldn't. She's like, no, I'm your wife. I am the Queen of England. And he was like, all right, well, I'm making up a new church, so. Yeah. So, he... Yeah, so he shifted her from house to house. She wasn't able to see her daughter. Um, Finally, she was confined to her residence and died three years after the annulment.
1: Well, that's sad. Um,
0: Yeah, and some say that she was poisoned by Ann or Henry, um, and some say she died of cancer. And the reason I kind of think, well, so... The people loved Catherine. They loved Catherine. And they did not like Anne of um, Boleyn. So I could see why they would want her dead. So that the people would stop focusing on Catherine and start to focus on Anne. Um, But I do know that apparently her, during the autopsy, they found that her heart was black which is a sign of some kind of rare cancer, I guess modern doctors say. So, I don't know. Poison or cancer, unsure. But I do know that the next day, Anne and Henry, the next day after her death, Anne and Henry wore yellow, which in England is a color of celebration. In Spain is a color of mourning. So... Why they decided to wear it, we'll never know. But they also held a lot of festivals
1: to celebrate her death. Well, that, I guess, solves it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So now that Anne and uh, Henry are officially married, Anne gives birth to Elizabeth I, a.k.a. our Virgin Queen Elizabeth, who we all know so much about. Oh, I talked about her. <laughs> yeah, you did. I forgot about That's that. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Okay. And I think in a lot of ways, Elizabeth kind of turned out like Anne, like feisty, smart, opinionated. Um, and Anne was not the meek, feeble woman that she was supposed to be at this time. You know, just quiet into fashion and jewelry just be the queen you know don't have anything to do with politics but she wasn't like that she was opinionated she would talk to henry about it um and so this caused a lot of tension between her and henry because henry didn't want to be told anything from a woman of course not yeah and she also only gave birth to elizabeth and had three miscarriages after so again he was still looking for that male heir that he wasn't getting and we know he wanted that more than anything. So guess what? His eyes began to wander to other women.
1: I'm confused. like, doesn't he have a male heir?
0: like, so he has the one that the one that he had with that mistress, but he his claim to the throne could be questioned easily uh, because of the fact that it was not he was not conceived in marriage. And back then, the heir conceived in marriage would be a lock to the throne. But if you're conceived from a mistress, some kings wouldn't even recognize you. They'd be like, "Nah, you're, you're illegitimate. You don't even get anything.
1: Hmm. But he made him legitimate, so I'm just confused.
0: He did make him legitimate, but if Henry were to die, you know, because that's when his heir would take over, yeah. there's a lot of people that could come to say that he's not the rightful heir because he wasn't conceived in marriage, but so-and-so is the rightful heir because, you know, he's the king's nephew and he's full-blood royal or whatever.
1: Okay.
0: So it's just, yeah, it's it's just not as solid as a son from the marriage of the king and queen would be. Okay. So he was really looking for that. Um, and so while married... He began courting Jane Seymour. And he decided that he wanted to marry her instead. He he was over Anne. So this woman that he literally separated the country from their church for. He was over it. And he needed a reason though to end his marriage with Anne. So one story said also that. Henry gave a locket to Jane with, like, his little photo in it, and she would open and close it around Anne, and Anne would get really pissed and ripped the locket off of Jane's neck. So Anne was not okay with his mistresses. No, clearly not. (laughs) But Henry started to say that he was forced into this marriage with Anne by means of deception or spells. Oh my goodness. She's a wick. Yep, exactly. And... Jane was moved into the Royal Quarters as a further slight to Anne. um, And Anne's brother was also denied a prestigious court honor. So Anne kind of knew this was it. You know, Jane had taken over. Anne was on her way out. Uh, She had false claims of adultery, incest, and conspiracy made against her. And there is a character in here named Thomas Cromwell... And he was an ally of Anne, um, but she started to pass a legislation called the Poor Law, which stated that local officials must find work for those who were unemployed. And the law said that the new governing council would be created. And apparently this governing council threatened a governing council that Cromwell already headed up. So he saw Anne's legislation as a threat and wanted to get rid of her. So some people say that he was the one that kind of started these rumors and some people say he had nothing to do with it. Again, we'll never know. Yeah, men. <laughs> but they did claim that she had an I know. They did claim that she had an incestual incestual
1: incestual
0: incestual sexual <laughs> relation, sexual, <laughs> yeah, relation with her, relationship with her brother, but there's yeah. zero evidence of that. I think they were just pulling at straws. So they threw her away into the tower, awaiting her trial, and she was unanimously convicted, and off with her head it went. So she died. Oh, man. How old was she? She was. I don't know, Jessica! Hold on, let me look up. (laughs) How old (laughs) Boleyn when she died. Twenty-nine. Wow, that's young. Yeah, so Anne Boleyn was twenty-nine when she died. Wait till I get to his second to last wife. Um, so within days of anne's execution henry was married to jane seymour which at this point man i would not want to marry him (laughs) i would be so scared he threw away his first wife murdered his second wife yeah just be so paranoid yeah and she did something no other woman had been able to do she gave henry a male heir who they named edward
1: the sixth oh him that was a dramatic response. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so, Jane Seymour was only with Henry for a year and a half um, before she died. Uh, she died of childbirth complications from having Edward. Um, Henry always said that she was the love of his life, but I kind of think she just wasn't a lo- around long enough for him to get sick of her. Yeah, I mean, he gave her... A- gave him a son so yeah so i think that he just kind of rested it on that like oh she gave me a son and then she died afterwards so he didn't have to like deal with her so um and because she was never because she wasn't married to him very long she was actually never crowned queen oh shit so she never got that title
1: so is like his edward would be his legitimate heir though because they were married Yes. Okay. So Weird. even though the other British one politics. is
0: older, yeah, he doesn't count. Okay. So Henry's next wife is probably my favorite. Um, it was a political marriage, and it was to Anna Cleves. And Anne was <laughs> this poor girl. She got such a bad rap. She was said to have been no great beauty. So, Henry wasn't, like, super excited to marry her. Uh, But when his two rivals, the Holy Roman Emperor Charles V and French King Francis I, signed a treaty, he needed more allies. So, his marriage to Anne would boost the Reformation in England, so he decided to go ahead with it. And Thomas Cromwell, remember him from kind of backstabbing Mm -hmm. Anne Boleyn? I keep Uh saying Anne of Boleyn, it's just Anne Boleyn. <laughs> uh really wanted this marriage to happen to help his religious fight cuz um he really wanted more protestant type views uh and so he started claiming that Anne was actually very beautiful fascinating and yeah and Henry being the shallow man that he was was like you know what I'm going to commission a portrait to be made of Anne so the artist, who was pushed by Cromwell to make her prettier than she may have been, created this portrait. And they said he was a bit too forgiving.
1: Oh.
0: Um, and after seeing the portrait, Henry said, sure, I'll marry Anne, because she's not hideous. And when she finally arrived at the castle, <laughs> Henry was appalled. He said that she smelled and had saggy
1: breasts. i can't (laughs) even find her portrait
0: it's not i so people said that she actually wasn't that ugly she and before she had married henry she was known to be kind of pretty i mean nothing like to write home about but not hideous by any means i think her portrait's in the louvre but i'm not sure she's
1: pretty yeah, I mean, she's not like, you know,
0: she's no Jennifer Aniston, but she's,
1: you know. She's more attractive than he is.
0: Oh, for sure. I'm going to get into that right now. Um, <laughs> so many historians also think that he thought her to be so ugly because he already had eyes for another woman. <gasps> uh, Catherine Howard who would be his next wife after Anne. But he wanted to have this political marriage to get more allies. Um, And so poor Anne was forever known as Henry's ugly wife because of his reaction to her, even though, like I said, I don't know that this was necessarily accurately portrayed of her. But yeah, Yeah. she's known as the ugly one. And, And so Henry was... Yeah, so Henry was super pissed that she was ugly. Okay, but let's talk about Henry at this time. So Anne was 24. Henry is 48. He had a pussing, decaying wound in his leg from a jousting accident from years ago. Yeah. And I guess this was like the second time that he got wounded in the same spot. So the doctors couldn't get it to heal. They couldn't get it to close. So basically for the rest of his life, and this happened when he was relatively young, I think it happened in like 37, um, 1537. So he was relatively young at the time and it just, it just never closed up. So over time, more skin was decaying. The infection was getting deeper and worse. It caused him a lot of pain, um, And so he was said to have smelled really bad because he smelled like decaying flesh. That's gross. (laughs) Yeah. So he was 48, smelled of decaying flesh. Um, When he became king, he was 17, and his waist was 32 inches or um, 81 centimeters. (laughs) So, like... (laughs) Duh, he was skinny he was 17 he was athletic weren't we all at that time right yes. um but at the point he marries Anne, he is 52 inches which is 132 centimeters which no fat shaming i mean you do you boo no. boo but probably don't be smelly old and pretty large and be talking about this 24 year old and how she has saggy breasts no
1: that's rude
0: Yeah. So Henry wanted to find a legal way to avoid the marriage because I'm sure treaties had already been signed by the time she had gotten there, you know, things were already forged and moving. And so he wanted to find a legal way to get out of the marriage, not have it happen, to avoid it. Um, But he really couldn't do so without upsetting his alliance with Germany, and he needed that alliance. So instead, he did what any normal man would do. Um and arrested the thomas cromwell who really pushed the marriage uh for multiple charges and then executed him oh my yeah so as for Anne, i think they were married for about six months um he had her removed from court and stay in richmond palace where she learned that her marriage was being called into question because she was once betrothed to another man. And so apparently that became a thing. I don't, I don't know. Um, but again, these women are not dumb. And Anne was like, you know what? Go ahead. You can have your annulment. I don't want to end up like your other wives. Like, you're good. Yeah. We can be annulled. It's cool, dude. And it worked out for her. She was actually treated really well after this um she got to keep all of her royal jewels um she got to keep the richmond palace henry gifted her with several other properties um wow. she was given the title of the king's sister which put her above all others except for his children and like whoever he married um wow. and <laughs> one of the residents he gave her was anne boleyn's old residence <laughs>
1: that's so funny
0: i know and apparently her and henry remained pretty close friends um and she would come to court often she was close with his daughters mary and elizabeth um and anne outlived henry and then when henry's son took over he took away some of her properties and kind of viewed her as a nuisance but then when queen mary became queen because she was so close with anne she once again was privileged um And died of a quick illness at the age of 41. So, she did the best out of all his wives. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So, just granting his annulment, she led a pretty happy life. Good. So, back to Henry. (laughs) Because he's still got two more marriages to go. Oh, my goodness. So, 19 days after his annulment to Anna Cleves, he married... Are you ready for this? Sure. Because at this point, he's 48, 49. Okay. He married 17-year-old Catherine Howard. Ew. Yeah. Um, so Catherine was 17. She was naive. She was young. She was dumb. I mean, she's a kid. And yeah. And she had an affair with thomas culpepper and some people took notice and began blackmailing her to keep her um to keep her secret so you know do this for me or i'm gonna tell and she was also supposedly with thomas before her marriage to the king and when news of this found they also found a love letter in thomas culpepper's room from her so when news of this reached the king you know off with her head so she lost her head too
1: oh my goodness
0: so poor girl 17 killed mm-hmm. um henry's final wife was Catherine parr she had been married two times prior both those husbands had passed away um not suspiciously by any means but um just over a year after our 17 year old's execution he married this Catherine. And Catherine was really well-liked. She had a close relationship with Henry's children. She even got him to legitimize marrying um, Elizabeth. So she okay, was yeah. really the person to thank for Elizabeth's long reign. Yeah. Um, and so prior to marrying Henry, she was kind of being courted by Thomas Seymour. And she decided to marry henry instead um you don't really say no to the king and after henry died she then married thomas seymour
1: well good she got her happily ever after (laughs) well oh okay (laughs) never mind (laughs) There's a
0: huge scandal that happens. I don't, I didn't go into it because this is already kind of a long story, but um, it has to do with Elizabeth and um, her and her husband and Elizabeth being like kind of coerced into, you know, kind of flirting with her husband. And it was just, it's a huge mess, but it's fascinating. If you want to look into it, definitely look it up. But um, anyway, so she did end up married and she died. She ended up getting pregnant, um, had one daughter who she named Mary, and then she died like a few years later. So she didn't have a horrible life, but there was that big old scandal. So, Um, But let's talk about Henry's decline. So at the end of his life, his waist was 54 inches or about 140 centimeters, and he had to have help by mechanical inventions to move around the castle. Wow. Um, he was also covered in painful, pus-filled boils. And some think that he probably suffered from gout as well. Um, like I said, his wound came from a jousting accident. Uh, and apparently after this jousting accident, his mood changed too. So he probably had some... He he got hit and he was unconscious for like two hours afterwards. Um and this was when he was with Anne Boleyn and this is when she had one of her miscarriages so uh, I would think that he has some kind of frontal lobe damage because afterwards they said you know he's he, he was different like his mood was more erratic more angry quick-tempered than he had been prior yeah um his mental health declined as well. As he aged, he became suspicious. He became paranoid. I mean, he was in constant pain. Um, so it just was all bad. (laughs) And, um, finally at the age of 55, King Henry VIII passed away. Um, his son took over King Edward at the age of nine. So I think Jane Seymour, who was, um, Or, I'm sorry, not Jane Seymour. Catherine was his, like, regent for a little bit because he was so young. Um, And he ruled for about six years before he died. And so then Mary, a.k.a. Bloody Mary, took over after that. And she ruled for five years before her death when finally Queen Elizabeth I came to the throne for 45 years, ending the Tudor line. Nice, and that's the story of Henry VIII.
1: Woo-hoo! Very fascinating, crazy. I it's funny because I am um, I always thought that there were more like beheadings, I guess, just based off of like what I've heard. Yeah, he only apparel. beheaded two, yeah, yeah, but he Very. beheaded a
0: lot of people that he blamed. For his marriages,
1: you yeah. know? Well, I just thought it was so. a little bit more, more gore, blood and gore. And like, I mean, <laughs> none of his wives were like no, very fortunate. Politics. But, yeah, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, good story.
0: Yeah. Now let's hear about this haunted thing that's going to haunt me for the rest of my life.
1: Woo-hoo! Okay. Are you ready?
0: <laughs> I'm ready.
1: I am going to be talking about Robert the Doll, as we have mentioned. Um, and I got my sources from All That's Interesting because we all know I love them. Um, the author's name is Katie <laughs> Serena. And then I got it from atlasobscura.com. The writer for that was Andy Wright. Uh, Ghosts and Gravestones of Key West. Um, and then Film Daily. Uh, and the writer was Ashley Makey. So oh, I'm so just rashy. going to pop on into it. <laughs> because this is a, a bumpy, <laughs> it's a short ride, but it's a crazy ride. <laughs> so Short but bumpy. Yeah. <laughs> I got like full body shutters when I was researching this, so. Hopefully you do, too. Cool. So since 1904, this doll has been blamed for mischievous acts in Florida, and it has a long list of alleged crimes. Now, if you've never seen a picture of Robert the doll or even heard of him, he is not what you would think when you picture a regular doll. Have you seen a picture of him, Ashley? No. (laughs)
0: Look
1: it up. Look up Robert the doll.
0: It's going to be on my phone now. Oh God! Why? Oh
1: my! Why would you make me do that? For that
0: reaction! Why does somebody hold in his face? Right. (laughs) Oh my goodness! All
1: right. So (laughs) now I feel sick. Thanks. So, if you aren't going to look up the picture to the listeners, I will explain what he looks like. So, he is life-sized, so like child life-sized. What? Yeah. Oh god. So like four feet, <laughs> and he looks almost human. Oh. He is now dressed in his deceased owner's clothing. Oh. <laughs> Which was a sailor's costume, by the way. <laughs>
0: yeah, I noticed that. That was like, creepy. Nervously laughing.
1: Oh, yeah, I know. It was his uh, owner's clothing from when he was a kid. Ooh. He dressed him in it. He has <laughs> beady black eyes, yeah. pinholes for a nose, brown nicks or scars all over his face, and he is filled with straw. So there's also a very creepy stuffed dog that sits on his lap. And even the dog is very creepy looking. It has like a long tongue that just hangs out of its mouth. And it's just like beady black eyes. And it's just. uh.
0: Leave the doggies alone.
1: Yeah. Everything's just creepy. <laughs>
0: yeah. I did not like that.
1: <laughs>
0: no, right? Isn't it creepy? Yeah.
1: Now look up the uh, movie version of him.
0: What movie was it from?
1: So look up Robert the doll, the movie it's literally it's called robert
0: it looks like like kind of like chucky but it looks like it may like if chucky and annabelle from the movie had a baby that's what he looks like
1: yes yes and like there is speculation that robert's doll um kind of brought on the idea of chucky
0: oh okay so ironic
1: that you said that <laughs> i gotta clear it out of my history now say thank you Robert (laughs) stop it or he will haunt you (laughs) is that really the thing (laughs) yeah you have to thank him and like be respectful and stuff and oh god I was not respectful thank you Robert
0: I'm I'm so sorry you're beautiful
1: (laughs) (laughs) she means it Robert (laughs) (laughs) The legend says that he isn't just a haunted doll, but that that he is malevolent and he likes hurting everybody around him. Now, where did this evil doll come from, you ask? So, there is debate on whether it was given to Robert Eugene Otto, who I will be referring to as Otto, as a gift from his grandfather from Germany. It's a mean grandpa. (laughs) sure he looked nicer back then (laughs) (laughs) or whether it was given to him by a maid in retaliation as the family was known to mistreat their help um and she cursed the doll with voodoo magic thus creating this malevolent entity so on her way out from being fired she gave this doll to robert as a gift so there's like those two different stories um Yeah, so the researchers researchers at the museum that he's now housed, Fort West Martello Museum, if anybody wants to go see him, presume he was never intended on being a doll in the first place. So, like, he wasn't mass-produced. Like, like he's a very unique doll in that he was the only one made. So he was likely part of a window display of clowns or gestures of jesters, which kind of suits his mischievous behavior, but also kind of makes it creepier.
0: Yeah, I don't like any of that.
1: So, yeah, don't like that. <laughs> Before our beloved Robert the doll became the thing of nightmares he is known for today, he was Robert Otto's best friend. He named the doll after himself. However, the original Robert went by Gene, or I'm going to call him Otto. He put it in his own clothes, and he brought it with him wherever he went.
0: That's a creepy little boy.
1: Yeah. Like, naming the doll after yourself is just a...
0: And, like, carrying him around do. and dressing him in your clothes. Like, that's weird.
1: It was his best friend. So, <laughs> this part's so creepy. So, his parents um, would catch him whispering to Robert. And they thought that this was, like, all in good fun until they <laughs> eventually heard a deep voice answering back. What?! Yeah, like a voice that like a child of his age like could not register with his vocal cords.
0: Oh, that gave me chills.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> they also witnessed Robert speaking and saw his expressions change. No. I refuse. That's not. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, this friendship obviously was turning into a very unhealthy one, with Otto referring to Robert in the first person as though it wasn't a doll at all, but a live person. It even got to the point that Otto made a special room for Robert in the attic, equipped with furniture, toys, and a teddy bear. Oh, I'm getting so creeped out. (laughs) It's just like... Full body chills again. (laughs) I mean,
0: even if this doll wasn't malevolent, like, this is just a creepy-ass kid.
1: Oh, yes. (laughs) Eventually, things took a turn for the worse around the auto home. One story is that Otto's parents woke up in the middle of the night to Otto's screams for help, and when they went to check on him and were finally able to get the locked door open... Otto was surrounded by overturned furniture and Robert was sitting at the end of his bed staring at him as Otto was curled up in a ball of fear. So just have lovely old Robert sitting at the end of the bed staring at Otto and all this like furniture is just like scattered around him. Yeah, especially in the middle of the night.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely making a face right now that you guys can't see.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's why she's not reacting because she's just making faces.
0: (laughs) It's not a happy face.
1: <laughs> She's not comfortable right now. <laughs> it's a very uncomfy face. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, other strange things started to happen, such as mutilated toys showing up in the house, with Otto simply stating, Robert did it.
0: Ugh. Or yeah. Otto did it and he's just a creepy serial killer.
1: Exactly. one story states that Otto's aunt who was living with the family at the time suggested that Robert be locked up in the attic that very same night Otto's aunt died in her sleep no are you kidding me no (laughs) that's terrifying so it was a mystery whether he did it or not but the family brought him back down to Otto's room when it happened just to try and appease him because they were afraid But that's why it happened.
0: Yeah, I would do that, too.
1: Yeah. (laughs) When Otto grew up, he studied at the Academy of Fine Arts in Chicago and the Arts Students League in New York, where he met his wife, Anne. He then went back to his childhood home, being reunited with Robert. And if anybody's wondering, Otto's home is now a haunted bed and breakfast.
0: (laughs) Where, Where is it located?
1: Key West. Oh, Otto supposedly, once he moved back into the house, resorted back to his old ways around Robert, which included carrying him around and giving a place to sit at the dinner table and having him sit in a chair beside their bed at night while they slept.
0: Okay, I'm sorry, but if my husband, a grown-ass man, is carrying around <laughs> a little boy doll with him everywhere, I'm out.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> And, like, especially having him, like, sleep next to you in bed, just, like, staring at you. No, thank you. Yeah. Not not down for it. No. (laughs) And so his wife felt really uneasy around Robert, but she couldn't quite put her finger on it. So she had Otto lock Robert upstairs in the attic.
0: Oh, he don't like that.
1: No, he doesn't like that. But, I mean, he was locked, like, up in the attic in a box while Otto was at school for years. Oh, okay. And, like, nothing happened to his parents. So, oh, okay. um, Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it was just that one, like, incident with his aunt. And I think it was just a fluke. But Gotcha. Creepy coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> now that Robert was no longer being carried around by Otto everywhere he went, he took up a permanent seat in a chair facing out of an upstairs window where he would where he could be observed by passerby below. It seemed, though, that Robert was not happy with his new residency, and visitors to the home would hear pacing back and forth, footsteps, and devilish giggling up in the attic.
0: I would not be a visitor to that home.
1: No. And it was, like, devilish childs giggling.
0: Oh, don't thank you. Ugh,
1: Gross. Um, I like this story. A story goes that a plumber was working on the home when no one else was home, but he could distinctly hear children's laughter. When this worker looked around the room for the source of the laughter, he observed that Robert was now moved from one side of the window to the other side. And objects that were once in Robert's lap were now on opposite sides of the room as if he had thrown them there.
0: Did that guy like run out screaming? Because
1: that's what I would do. (laughs) i have no idea i hope so i hope he did yeah (laughs) people also eventually stopped walking past the house because they swore that robert would disappear and reappear facing a completely different direction and that his gaze would follow them as they walked by
0: you know his house was one of those like creepy houses for the neighborhood kids that are like i dare you to walk by that house (laughs) Like, I dare you to go up and touch the pole. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Honestly, though, but, like, I would never do that. (laughs) I feel like I'm too scared. No thanks. That's how horror movies I've, like, always been creeped out by dolls forever. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Dolls are just creepy, man. Yeah. It was also said by the children walking by that Robert would be mocking them from an upstairs window, (laughs) which Otto said was impossible since he was supposed to be locked in the attic. However... To his dismay, Robert was indeed in a rocking chair facing out of a window in the upstairs bedroom and not in the attic where he was originally placed. Oh. Uh, yeah. So he like moved on his own to this downstairs bedroom. I
0: do think it's funny that he's just sitting there mocking kids.
1: Yeah, like Nana Nana Poo poo. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> oh my goodness. Otto repeatedly locked him back up in the attic, only for him to repeatedly reappear in the bedroom window. Ugh. Those visiting the house would say that they could hear footsteps coming from up in the attic, and items would move around the home with no explanation of how it happened. It is also said that whenever someone badmouthed Otto, Robert's expression would change.
0: Hmm. Well, at least he's protective like he's of his buddy. Angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in
1: 1974, Otto died, and the house was per the house was purchased by a woman named Myrtle Ruder, which now meant that Robert had a new owner. Myrtle had a 10 year old daughter who was delighted to find Robert in the attic. Nope. Her delight, however, quickly grew to dread as she continuously woke up in the middle of the night, screaming that Robert had been moving about the room on his own. To this day, the daughter will say that the only memory she has of her time with the doll was that it tried to kill her.
0: Oh my gosh! No, thank you.
1: <laughs> Robert lived under Reuter's care for twenty years, and it said that she even brought him with her when she moved to a new home.
0: Wh- why?
1: I don't know. She's a wackadoodle, I guess. <laughs> Maybe it was like before things got like super bad. I don't know. Or she just didn't believe in it. Who knows? because like she was the mom right so it's not like robert was like distressing her yeah but like
0: (laughs) even still it's not like it's a pretty antique
1: or whatever that you want to take with you i know leave it in the house like everybody else did yeah (laughs) um one one night she woke up to child's laughter and saw robert the doll at the end of her bed holding a knife no yeah (laughs) So, after that, (laughs) it was kind of a last straw, and she donated Robert to the Fort East Martello Museum, where he now sits today. Uh, She claimed that the doll was indeed haunted, and that he used to move around the house on his own as he pleased. The museum indeed took Robert, assuming that Reuter's claims were utter nonsense, and that the doll was simply just a doll. Mm -hmm. Almost immediately, though like hundreds of people lined up to see Robert and even stranger letters being addressed to Robert began arriving at the museum. He
0: can't read.
1: I know, but they can read it to him. <laughs> these letters these letters were either apologies for not treating Robert with respect when they visited him. Um because it said that you need to ask him permission before taking a picture or he will curse you. Oh. Or to ask for, or to ask for Robert to place a curse on someone they didn't like. So they'd be like, "I'm sorry for disrespecting you," or it's along the lines of, "I hate this person. Place a curse on them. I want them dead or hurt or whatever." Ooh. So, like that's how much people believed in Robert. <laughs> Since arriving at the museum, Robert has received nearly 1,000 letters. He also receives candy. As people found out, he has a sweet tooth. He
0: can, what? He can't eat.
1: I know. I think it was kind of like something that Otto used to feed him was candy. So, I don't know. Okay. Still super weird. <laughs> yeah. They even send him money. And sometimes they even send him the occasional joint.
0: <laughs> I mean, bro's got a chill. Right.
1: <laughs> um, as a caution, the staff do not consume any of the candy that is sent to Robert. Yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> By the way, yeah. Um. Robert has appeared on TV shows. He's had his aura pho- photographed. Cheapers. Uh, he is one of the stops on a ghost tour, and he has inspired a 2015 horror movie titled Robert. Like Annabelle, however, they did not use his true likeness in the movie, which is frustrating because I think he looks a lot creepier in his true form. Yeah. So, and he was one of a kind, so it's not like it would be, like, super hard to be like, hey, toy company, can we use the likeness of this creepy-ass doll?
0: Yeah, because I feel like the one in the movie is more, like, Hollywood cinematic. Like, it doesn't look as real or as unassumingly creepy as the real one
1: no that's the problem like, yeah sorry everyone uh the original robber is just like so unassumingly creepy yeah. and he just looks like an innocent child's toy whereas the robber in the movie looks like the sinister creepy ass ventriloquist dummy well that's kind of the
0: same thing with annabelle like annabelle in real life is a raggedy and doll just super you know normal and in the movie she's like a creepy one
1: yeah and like it i it makes sense because like my husband explained it to me that um like raggedy and dolls were so are still like being sold right so they're still super popular so if you put this movie out where they're not like about this like creepy ass raggedy and doll, nobody's gonna want to buy a A raggedy and all anymore, or the creepos are going to want to buy more. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. So, I just, I just, it doesn't make sense to me because Robert the Doll was so unique. Yeah. But I mean, I guess they could be afraid of like using his photograph without his permission or whatever, right? So, yeah.
0: I mean, like, if you're a director that really believes in that, then I probably wouldn't want to use his likeness either.
1: Yeah, so it's it's said that, like, when you're at the museum and you want to take a picture of him, if he says it's okay, then he'll, like, tilt his head, which I don't believe, but whatever. But then if he doesn't tilt his head, then, and you take his picture, then he's going to curse you. And, like, people have gotten into car crashes. They've gotten, like, severely ill. Like, they've lost relationships. They've gotten hurt. Like, crazy stuff has happened. If people don't apologize to him or, like, don't ask him permission. And so that's when the letters come in to be like, I'm so sorry I did this. Please, like, make it stop. Yeah. Yeah. So. Interesting. It's crazy. <laughs> um, staff members have also reported hearing demonic giggling. They've seen his expression change and he's even put his hand up in the glass. Ugh. Like, put his hand up to the glass. He's in like this glass enclosure.
0: I feel like he should be in the Warrens Museum.
1: Wouldn't that be cool?
0: Yeah, and I just feel like they were better equipped to handle like kind of evil demonic things like that.
1: Oh, probably. But who knows? Um He's taken out once a year from his case to be examined to ensure that the humid Florida weather has not affected his straw filled body. So they just want to make sure that everything's kosher there (laughs) it's like
0: his little doctor's appointment
1: exactly once a year (laughs) the same curator will occasionally respond to letters especially those written by children and she keeps up with robert's social media presence as well
0: what child is writing to this doll
1: yeah i know (laughs) yeah i don't even know it's creepy
0: (laughs) it's not like you're writing to stand the whole
1: thing is just super creepy I know just a creepy haunted doll yeah you know whatever <laughs> which I feel like my child I feel like my child's gonna do that one day because I'm gonna make her like super into creepy stuff I feel but. like
0: you're gonna be like sitting there writing one with yeah. her
1: <laughs> probably <laughs> bring her on like the haunted walks with us every year and don't. <laughs> oh,
0: <ouch. laughs>
1: Oh, my child's going to grow up to be weird.
0: (laughs) She doesn't stand a chance.
1: You never did. (laughs) Okay, I I have one more point. (laughs) Um, Even after 117 years of existence, Robert seems to still carry a powerful energy, and visitors have said that their electronics malfunction around him. Oh. Like they'll um like if he they don't if he doesn't give them permission and they take a picture then they like we'll find out later that all their trips photos are gone and like there's no way to recover them and just like everything is lost so
0: don't like that creepy guy
1: no and that's my story on Robert robert's
0: <laughs> doll yay super creepy yes
1: <laughs> i found it to be very creepy
0: yeah and so. speaking of creepy we are getting into October which is you know spooky season so we've got a lot of really fun spooky creepy stories coming for the month of October because that's kind of our time to shine so stay tuned for all of those
1: I'm, like, scared for some of the stories I'm doing <laughs> I'm <out> so much. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it'll be awesome. So definitely stay tuned. If you have any suggestions, you can always contact us on social media. We are Histories and Mysteries, all spelled out, on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok now. And you can email us at Histories and Mysteries five one five at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you in any capacity. And if you love listening to us, if you could go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, if that's where you listen to us, we would super appreciate it. It would really help us out and we would love it so much. And we love all of you. And we hope that you continue to listen.
1: Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.